everyone. I'm Han Mack, your host on Total Woman Podcast. And let's dive in. Today, we'll still be continuing what we've been talking about, which is the Purpose series. And you remember the last time we talked about Purpose being the reason you, you exist. So, going around and asking a lot of questions over time, I realized that a lot of people really don't understand what it means to have Purpose. So, we're going to break it down further a little bit. That's taking cognizance of the feedback that we've gotten which is that most of the times people just exist without understanding that you're supposed to exist for a purpose. You're supposed to exist to do something. So giving an example now, if I have a chair, I hope to God that the chair should be able to carry my weight. And so the chair exists for me to be comfortable and sit on it. So if the chair fails to serve that purpose, naturally over time, I would want to replace the chair. So you lacks usefulness so basically i'll say purpose is the usefulness you add the usefulness you bring or the value you add to any other thing you're doing which means my going to school is not purpose is what i do with it that is purpose my having a job is not purpose that's basic responsibility is what i do with the job that brings about the purpose that makes it different that gives me fulfillment and the end result of purpose is actually fulfillment because you find fulfillment in what you're doing you're not just existing because guess what we have a lot of people doing different things at different places but very frustrated people mainly because they're doing it for all the wrong reasons they're in the right places poor for all the wrong reasons hence dissatisfaction keeps setting in at different levels of their life so i think i'll prefer where we take a step back and ask ourselves the necessary question why am i not finding it why am i not finding it and in our research we realized that one of the major things is low self-esteem even when you realize that there's something big that let's assume you believe in god i believe in god but let's assume you believe in god you believe that there's something very important that god has placed in your heart to do but somehow you feel inept to do it you don't feel qualified lack of self-worth low self-esteem you don't think of yourself in that manner you don't see yourself in that manner and looking back at why people struggle with low self-esteem sometimes low self-worth you remember at first four episodes we started we're talking about the general upbringing of the girl and different things that keep happening the hygiene of the girl a lot of things and you know all of these things the upbringing the hygiene boy meets girl and all all of those things are acquired experiences that mar your story of today which means that if you're unable to heal from all of that from times whereby you were mocked from times whereby you were ridiculed for something maybe hygiene problem hair on your armpits for the girls growing up you were smelling you are not understood a lot of things yet and the mockery that still lives with you in your head and somehow you still feel small because you still think you're at that space in life you're still at that space in life sometimes it goes different and it's like the abuse you experience the aunts that were with you while we were growing up the you know the uncle that did what or did not do what the different scenarios that come up because one of the one of the stories I I got was the 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 girl who felt that uh, she did not she did not qualify to marry because of the persistent rape that she went through in the abuse in the form of rape that she went through in the hands of people is like almost everybody who came through their house who was male had his way with her so the question therein is that all of that takes a part of your souls it takes something out of you that you 
end up not having anything to give. And let's tell each other the truth. You can't give what you don't have. Different experiences, relationship, broken relationships, disappointments, job disappointments, over time, different things that have accumulated so much on your plates that your inability to sit down and sort it through. And being very honest, our African society does not necessarily encourage us delving into our emotions. So the little boy is told, don't cry. You are a man. Men don't cry. So the boy learns to mask his feelings with a lot of different emotions because he's not supposed to cry. On due pressure, the girl growing up is told that what? As a woman, you're, that's too much pressure for a child. Too much pressure for a, a teenage girl. You're talking about, you're discussing marriage at, you're teaching her, telling her to wash, please. And you're discussing marriage already at that time. You're telling her to do her chores in the house, clean your bedroom. You're already discussing, discussing marriage at the age of five. What business does she have doing with marriage? So it's, we're wired in such ways that it's like, it, it, it's a society that keeps on taking, taking, taking without giving. And we don't realize that at some point you're supposed to nourish the soul. So your soul is empty. By the time you get to where you're supposed to function at full capacity, you're drained. Your soul is empty. You have nothing to give. If we were to tell each other, you, every parent wants the child to be a doctor, the child to be an engineer, the child to be, you know, when I remember when I became a mother and one of the things I was telling my husband, I said, Kai, I want my sons, I have twins and my sons, I want one of them to read fine arts and the other one to do music. I said, why? I said, because the rate at which is our African culture is taking these things at a very fast speed, making a child not experience childhood, but coming to responsibility too early in life. It's making them not enjoy the moment, but you're looking for the next best thing, the next high. You're looking for the next best thing quickly. So it's, but that's, I don't think that's supposed to be purposeful life. I don't know what you think like, but I really want to hear feedback from us from this. That's not purpose. Purpose is something that you find. You're able to enjoy the moment, to find fulfillment. And it should be something that opens up to you. And that you don't reduce it to whatever gain that comes with it. So I was discussing with somebody and he said, his purpose is now like this. He has found purpose. What is left is money. And I said, how is he purpose that you found that is money? How is money related to purpose? The reason why I exist. How is he money? It's not money. So... I think there's a very erroneous understanding of what purpose is. Purpose is what I exist, what gives me joy, my passion. If I exist today and I'm do what I'm doing, I enjoy talking, I enjoy speaking, I enjoy seeing lives change, I enjoy seeing people come to alive by truths, analyzing truth, discussing it, that everybody has a basic understanding of where we are at and where we're going to. And you don't expect to even arrive simply because I said I found my purpose and I'm doing the Total Woman podcast because I want to speak to other people to find themselves and find what they're supposed to be doing. Encourage you in faith. Stand with you in faith to be able to do all of that. But guess what? It doesn't mean that I arrived here at one point. Just I woke up and booyah, I'm here. No. There's a, a season for everything. There is a process. And most of the times we're not unable the at the beginning, the foundation work for whatever you want to do, it's usually very tough. But guess what? We don't give up on building simply because the foundation is tough. We still build regardless. Why can't we then invest in ourselves and build what will is sustainable and not just sustainable, but gives us a fulfilled life that we don't fall into the different mental health cases that we keep hearing here in and here out. 
I learned of a particular actress, prominent actress here in Nigeria who was uh, became an advocate, mental health advocate of late. And she was talking to people how she's, you know, where we're talking about abuse and we easily talk about how men abuse women. She was talking about the fact that she was the one who was abusive to her husband. He could not even talk to her because she would slap him. She said she remember when she had her baby, she didn't even understand what postpartum depression is. So if he dares talk to her about that child, one more word from him that he should do something. After all she has been through, she went on set, came back, put to bed, did this, 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 and then he was, she just lashed out. And so she took every pain and every frustration out on him. And she was grateful the fact that he did not leave her. I think even while she was talking, some of the things that she was opening her mouth to talk about. I think the man was thoroughly embarrassed and you could see him touching her to say, it's okay, it's okay. But she went on, I said, no, don't worry. She went on talking about it and she said, she's saying this for somebody out there. And guess what? It's then you understand now that it has nothing to do with money because it was fame. She already had it. If it was money, she already had it. But yet there was something was lacking. And she said she wants to use the rest of her time channeling her efforts in making sure that women understand basic things about themselves and find themselves and that a lot of these illnesses are actually true. And she discovered by test and lots, she realized she's bipolar. That's not something we get very much in Africa here, especially in Nigeria. Most people don't, you know, there are lots of people going around, very crazy people, but most of us don't realize that some of us are bipolar. That's why our own is excess. I don't know. I'm very passionate about this topic. And so you're going to have to manage me like that today. But the point is, unless you're able to find what you feel you're created to do, whatever your religion, whatever you believe in, even if you are an atheist, it should be even if to fight God is a reason to exist. You're going to have to find that thing that works for you and go at it like your life depends on it. And understand that it's a process and give your, extend yourself grace, extend yourself love, love yourself, love on yourself and understand that it's a process. Find yourself in the process. The good thing about it is that if you're a Christian like I am, then you understand that it first starts with a vision that God gives you a picture of what you, he wants you to do and where he's taking you to. But the picture is not a today something. It's something that comes in later. But the picture that he gives you is supposed to be hope, giving you, taking you to an expected end, which means that you are supposed to be hopeful that this is where I'm going to end at. It doesn't mean that it determines my today. My today does not limit my tomorrow this is the end product but my today the hustle of today the grind of today takes me there eventually while we're doing that imbibing the culture of excellence in all that we do but you see when you're struggling with a lot of baggages baggages from your childhood baggages from your teenage years baggage from when you became an adolescent to now you're a full-blown grown man or woman all the baggages that you carry on yourself and you're unable to deal with there was something i experienced back then i think somewhere say sometime in high school so it's a situation whereby i i happen to be an only child and um my dad well like most typical african homes or nigerian homes my dad was first born of their family. So we were like, I think there was the time that we were up to 25 in the house. And I'm an only child. So you can imagine that our nuclear family was just three. And then we were like 25. So 22 people in the house. We're not young. So and being the youngest child in the house meant that a lot of things 
I didn't get around to doing them. Uh, somebody else was doing it because everybody felt I was a child. I was a child. So at best. So I grew up realizing that I had a phobia for washing plates because it was the only thing that I was permitted to do as a child that at least they will come and be supervising me so that wash the plates well so that I will not find it with dirt. So the, I could only do dishes. So growing up, I realized that I hated doing dishes. And I was wondering, every time, you know, give me anything to do, I'm fine. But just don't ask me to wash dishes. It just puts me off and I just keep throwing tantrums and over time. As I grew up and became a woman myself, having to do it. And I kept asking myself, what happened? How? What is it so bad? When you're washing it, you're asking yourself, what was so bad about washing, doing dishes that I will get so offended over? And I realized it was just, I washed dishes so I was traumatized. The only chore in the house that was for me was doing dishes. So I got so... So I'm, I'm just giving you a very stupid example to understand that some of the principles, some of the things we hold on today as adults are not necessarily as the way they are because mostly we're looking at them and evaluating them at the prisms of a child, the prism, the eyesight of a teenager. And if we're able to bring out the things that hurt you then in primary school and check now, evaluating as an adult you realize that there was so much that were not necessarily important or is it the uncles that lived that traumatized you and made you afraid so afraid that there were a lot of things you couldn't try i have a lady in my house who helps look after my kids and we got talking and she was talking she said every little thing she shout at the boys everything she shout at the boys and so i said no you don't shout that way there are very ways you very better ways to communicate what you're feeling to the child and try to get him to understand you without necessarily shouting because sometimes we traumatize children with that and i was i realized i was particular about it because i remember on my fourth birthday my mom bought a, a dress and said she was going to give me on my birthday and in the house that was full of people i think at that time we were like nine in the house and i was just three and going on four so my mom got the dress but she had told me that she would not give me because she, was, she had wrapped it she would not give me until the day of my birthday then she would give me and i would wear it that day so it won't be used on my birthday i said okay so i went to sleep and the next morning i woke up to go and pee the morning and then i remembered it was my birthday so i ran the corridor i ran to her room before i could get to her room my uncle who lived in the house saw me and took me out and wet my body with water and lashed me and said he has been telling me in this house we don't run and i am running in the house so instead of going to get my birthday presents that was the first thing i got on that day the weeping of a lifetime so it was the shouting that i was shouting outside that my parents came, woke up and came out i was wondering what it was he just picked me up my dad just picked me up and just hugged me and said happy birthday my dear and i think that was when he was so ashamed i said he didn't know it was my birthday and then my dad asked him, said, what was it? She was just excited. So he didn't know it was my birthday. That thing, I, I'm, I'm talking about something that happened to me four years ago. This is over 30 years. And I can still remember it vividly. The traumas we acquire over time that we don't deal with inform our decisions of today. Bring the deficits that we experience today. Whatever we're unable to resolve, we carry it on in life. So it's difficult to come into purpose when you have a lot of mentalities that you need to deal with, barriers you need to pull down.
So it's not because you're not finding purpose. It's not because you don't even know what you need to do. It's simply pointing you to the part that you need to figure out where you are at. And any blockade, mental blockade, spiritual blockade, physical, emotional blockade, to pull down those barriers before you can do anything tangible with your life. I think one of the things that is making me talk the way I'm talking today was I met a child. He's 14 who asked me, am I sure it's his mother who gave birth to him? And I asked, why would you say such a thing? Of course, she's your mother. He said, honestly, he's still waiting for somebody to tell, wake him up and tell him the truth of the matter because of the way she treats him. And he started talking and I could see what he was saying. But as an adult and doing what I do, I understood that the woman was struggling with a lot of unresolved emotions on her inside. Things she has not dealt with. Things So she's lashing out on the children. So guess what? Even women who have not found themselves that have now found themselves as mothers, which of course have not yet understood that even the purpose should first be the kids, are now lashing out on the children. And I was so broken. I almost wept in his presence but i knew i needed to be strong for that kid and i told him no it has nothing to do with that just do you and quite frankly i made up my mind i was going to still get to her and get to talk to her at some point in time to be able to discuss to understand why she why she feels it's okay to treat her son that way to the point whereby he abhors her with all the issues around the child growing up and teenage life imagine that believing that your own mother the one who birthed you doesn't love you and you're still waiting for another person to show you where the mother is. That's Now that's painful. My point being that if we analyze, if we are to analyze ourselves properly and look at with the baggages that we carry and begin to free ourselves from the baggages that we carry, the load becomes lighter and we're able to look at the bigger picture to find us in us from our inside. So my point being that if you have a lot of baggages that are unresolved in your heart and you're not working on it and you don't believe that you should grow out of it, then you can't find purpose because how useful are you going to be to anybody? You are, you are actually be going to be the problem. You become the problem of the society. You become the problem of the man you marry. You become the problem of the woman you marry. You become the problem in your working place. So now people's purpose in life is to make sure that you are out. And I'm not sure we actually realize that our front of the first things, the light we carry is something we should be able to shine everywhere we are that draws men to the light of God. So if I can't live by example and I cannot do any other thing else, guess what? That same circle of pain that I inherited, I'm transferring it on my kids. The circle of pain that I inherited, I'm now introducing, I'm the same whip I was whipped with. I'm introducing it to my environment, to everybody that I meet, make sure that he, at least I march something, I ruin something for that person. Now that's not a way to live life. Total Woman Podcast is all about you being whole healed emotionally healed physically healed psychologically healed spiritually in every aspect of your life so in the totalness and in the wholeness of your heart you're able to now be purposeful moving with a spring on your step going to achieve and conquer because you have found healing in every aspect of your life and trust me life is hard enough for you to be going around with a lot of baggages 
So looking around you now, you know, you begin, begin to see people. And if you're intentionally working on yourself, you realize I even begin to find purpose there. Guess what? It's because of the work I do on me that brought me to the point of actually doing a Total Woman podcast trying to tell a lot of other women out there that it's necessary for you to find healing holistically then you can be effective with your husband then you can be effective with your wife then you can be effective with your children then you can be effective at your workplace and in that i found purpose in looking for healing, in trying to be a better version of myself, I then found purpose. Purpose that helps me now to go out and speak to other women that let's grow together. Building a community of women that we can grow together. Building a community of people for us to grow together and not be stuck. And not allow the baggages of the past to hold us back. Now that's purpose. As opposed to chasing money, the mirage, I now chase passion. And I know that that it's enough in itself. I'm contented where I am. I'm okay with me. In all of that, coming to a, play, a healed place where I am enough. Handmark is enough. Handmark it's okay. Handmark is content with who she is. Handmark is striving to be a better version of herself daily. Handmark is interested now. She finds joy in little places. I'm not waiting for the next big thing, the next thing that will give me the next high. No, I'm actually finding joy in little places. I'm finding fulfillment in small spaces. And it's okay. So I think basically what I want to tell somebody today who's listening to me out there is that it's okay to be you. You're enough. You're worth it. It's okay to be you. It's time to get comfortable in your own skin. So that which hinders you, that which deters you from being comfortable in your own skin and not allowing you to shine. I'm here to say it's okay to shine. And if the light is too much, whoever has a problem with it should feel free to use glasses. But it's actually okay to shine. Please, don't hold it. Don't rain it don't 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 rein it in shine that the world will see shine you're beautiful you're handsome you're amazing you're wonderful and the world is waiting for your announcement you're just perfect that's what i'm saying because i found out that i'm enough and if i'm enough it means you're more than enough i'll be expecting more stories and feedback from us Hook us up on your social media platforms, the Total Woman Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. I'll be waiting to hear from you and bye.